the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. indeed welcome to the show this is another episode of the boys of tech new zealand's longest running tech podcast this episode is number 364 for the week commencing monday the 21st of december 2015 only four sleeps to go I'm Edwin Herman, and uh brett ben and kim all seem to have checked out for the year so I'll take you through uh, the big stories for this week. Tech Radar have run speed tests on five major smartphones. We'll find out the results a little bit later on in the show. But first up, some new laws in the states involving drones and self-drive cars. The drone law in the US, which comes into force today, in fact, requires that all drones be registered, or at least all drones operated by private persons as opposed to government, as opposed to governments, yes, that's not what I was meaning, but as opposed to businesses. So if you own a drone, you must register it. Registration is free until uh, January the 20th next year, so you've got about a month to do that. And after that, it'll cost a flat fee of $5. Now, the registration covers any number of drones weighing up to 25 kilograms. You'll need to renew the registration every three years, and uh, that means you know paying another $5. So the fee is pretty small. It's not a, a major thing, but I guess it's a number of hoops that you, you still need to uh, jump through. So this... I think is a little bit of a surprise. I mean, there's been some talk about, you know, the uh, in the States, you know, how are we going to control these devices? And I, I think this law has is perhaps a little more draconian, if I can use that term, than people were hoping. Because also, once you've, here's the thing, once you've registered it, you also have to have the FAA registration number on each of your drones for identification purposes. A little bit like number plates on cars, right? Uh, and also you, you have to have proof of certification, either via a, a paper printout or digitally on a smartphone, if requested. So you have to have that at the ready. A bit like your driver's license, I guess, for, for driving a car. It's interesting because at the moment, this law only affects drones operated by individuals. Businesses like Amazon, for example, uh, don't come under that law. And on the FAA FAQ page, Frequently Asked Questions, they state that the new system does not yet support registration of small unmanned aircraft systems used in connection with a business. It will in the future. I'm also guessing that businesses would pay more than $5 for registration. Uh, So there you go. As of today, technically, if you're flying one of these devices, you really need to have it registered in order to do so. Uh, Which (laughs) I guess, I'm somewhat surprised about this as well. 
but there you have it. That's now uh, law in the US. Now, also on the subject of laws, but this time specifically California, the Department of the California Department of Motor Vehicles has released proposed regulations for autonomous cars in the US state. And the draft calls for all autonomous cars to still include a steering wheel and pedals when operating in California. As well as that, it also needs a licensed driver with an autonomous vehicle operator certificate who could take over the controls if needed. So again, quite strict, uh, you know, these laws. Google is not happy. It has... uh, in fact, it's it's uh, released a statement in response to that saying, safety is our highest priority and primary motivator as we do this. We're gravely disappointed that California is already writing a ceiling on the potential for fully self-driving cars to help all of us who live here. Well, I guess it's hard to get this right because you're never going to please everyone. If you're too, you know, too lax, then people will point out that you're not taking safety into account. And certainly people will be saying that even more if and when incidents involving driverless cars happen. On the other hand, if you get, uh, if you implement very strict laws, then you could say you're stifling progress. And so this is a difficult one because I think whichever way it was going to go, there would be people uh you know making making a noise so here's the thing google had these visions of completely driverless vehicles you know with with no controls as such uh such as taxis and so on that could pick people up and take them to a place these draft regulations which i know may not come into law and you know by the time it's passed it may may have been revised but if it goes if it comes into law the way it's written at the moment it's going to prevent, it's, you know, you're not going to be able to have these entirely autonomous vehicles as per Google's vision. Right, uh, we'll keep it moving along then. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yes, the five smartphones that TechRadar have tested. So here's what they did. They took five of the best smartphones, the Apple iPhone 6S, the Samsung Galaxy S6, the Sony Xperia Z5, the Microsoft Lumia 950 and the LG G4. Now they ran it through each phone through a series of tests, the same test. They loaded a bunch of apps. Some of them were games, some of them were productivity, some of them were social media. I should start from the beginning. They they booted them all up because that, that's part of the test, right? So all phones are off. They're turned on at the same time and then taken through a series of uh actions like loading apps, performing an action in an app, and then closing the app. And then I think there were, was it 10 different apps, I think? And then they repeat that a second time, the same sequence. And I'll give you the results. So now the first two were the iPhone 6S and the Galaxy S6. Now, overall, the iPhone 1, the total time for all these uh, actions was 2 minutes 20, and the Galaxy S6 was about 6 seconds slower at 2 minutes 26. Now, to be fair to, to Samsung, they were in the lead for the first round. Now, where they lost out is when they started repeating 
the actions by going back through those 10 apps. Samsung doesn't cache all the apps, whereas the iPhone does. So Samsung lost ground on the second round because each time the app was opened, it had to you know, load everything back into memory as if it was being loaded the first time. Whereas the iPhone had cached it, and so you know, launching that app the second time was a lot quicker. So what they say, what TechRadar say was, yeah, okay, in this test, the iPhone won, but... In real life, when it comes to productivity, mostly because these are the the, the, the apps that were that aren't cached by Samsung are games tend to be games. So in real, I guess in real life productivity usage, the Samsung would have been quicker. Uh, having said that, if you're if you do play games a lot, then the tests they did would reflect your experience. In which case, the iPhone would be quicker. All right, so what, what have we got left? We've got the Xperia Z5, the Lumia 950, and the LG G4. So just to recap, the iPhone 2 minutes 20, the Galaxy S6 2 minutes 26. In third place, we have the LG at 2 minutes 31, so another five seconds on the Samsung. In fourth place, we have the Xperia Z5 coming in at 2 minutes 51. And oh my goodness, the Microsoft Lumia 950 coming in at 3 minutes 36. You know, Windows Phone just seems very slow. It was very slow to boot. Everything was very, in fact, everything was very very slow right across the board. I was watching the video. There's a video they've released which, uh, which shows you the you know, the all five phones being tested at the same time. It, you know, I, I've been saying a lot of nice things about Windows Phone OS. It's a nice OS. I think it's well engineered and it's something that I, you know, didn't used to say about Microsoft. But nowadays they, they do. They engineer things, you know, a lot better. However, what I never really knew was how slow the OS was or is compared to Android and uh, and iOS, at least on certain devices. So here we go. The iPhone, the Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy, the LG, the Sony Xperia, and last by quite a, you know, by quite a long way is the Microsoft Lumia 950. So maybe you might want to consider these results if you're in the market for a new smartphone. And by the way, I must say, I don't know what other countries are like, but here in New Zealand, we have some fantastic Boxing Day sales that run from anywhere from, I think, Boxing Day through to the day before New Year's, New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> this is what it's called, isn't it? And uh, yeah, so if you are in the market for a new phone or anything new that's reasonably pricey, I would wait until after Christmas. All right, that's all the international stories I had for you. But on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about a new robot at Auckland International Airport. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back. Now, if you're travelling through... Auckland International Airport and you've got some duty-free, if you've uh, placed an order for duty-free, you can collect your order by scanning a barcode at a, a, a kiosk. Right next to that kiosk is a giant robot. 
well, it's a ro- giant robotic arm, I should say. And this robotic arm fetches, and you can see it through the glass, it fetches your order from a, a, a bin, if you like, a drawer. Uh, it's pro- So when you scan it, it knows which drawer to open. It uh, delivers your order through a little door thing, and you take your order and walk away. So this thing's fully automated, and you can see it, as I said before, you can see it through the glass operating. You kind of need a video to explain this very well, but it's kind of cool. I, I haven't seen it in person. I'm not planning on going overseas anytime soon, although I perhaps I should be buying a lotto ticket so <laughs> we could change that. But if you do happen to be coming through Auckland International Airport and you've got some duty-free pre-ordered, yeah, check out this robot. And even if you don't, you might as well wander over and watch other people get their duty free uh, through the... Uh, ro- By the way, the robot the robot is called ACE, which stands for Automated Collection Experience. Sounds a little forced, doesn't it? Anyway, slightly gimmicky, but kind of cool, and, and perhaps just that something interesting you need after a totally boring long-haul flight. Anyway, that's pretty much it for episode 364. Now, last episode I did say that we would like to, well, I would like to, get us to 365 episodes before the end of the year because, you know, 365 being a number of days in a a year. So I think what we'll do is we'll scan the tech wires over the next few days and if I find enough stories... We'll put together another episode for you on Thursday. How about that? Anyway, until then, have a fantastic week. I hope to catch you Thursday. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.